And now we go back 21 years to an otherwise unremarkable Sunday afternoon when the peace was shattered thus. The BBC proudly presents an exciting and entirely new programme, Radio Circus. Tim, poetry in the air, Brooke Taylor, will dive from a height of 60 feet into a glass of water. <laughs> Hang on a minute. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Why not? There's no water in the glass. Oh. <laughs> so sorry. Oh, it's better. Here I go. <laughs> Perform daring and rather naughty deeds <laughs> on the high wire. <laughs> <laughs> they are naughty, aren't they? <laughs> and now, the one and only delectable, delicious Joe Kendall will fly through the air with the greatest of ease, and the daring young girl will land on John Keys. <laughs> no, she won't. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I didn't enjoy that. Bill Oddie will perform the most amazing feat of all time. His own. <laughs> Funny little things, aren't they? Uh, but before that, the plucky little fellow will, entirely unassisted, ride a bicycle across the high wire, over the end, dropping 150 feet onto a trampoline. And on the rebound, he will play a well-loved tune on several different instruments all at the same time, before he and his bicycle land in an even smaller glass of water. Ready, Bill? Yes! Best of luck. Roll the drums, please. Tune brings you a three-ring circus involving Tim Brooke Taylor and his juggling gnats, John and his performing cleese, <laughs> David Hatch and his plastic kneecaps, and Joe Kendall and her bouncing Bill Oddies. <laughs> and, and here, here is your master of ceremonies, John Otto Cleese. Oh no! It's I'm sorry, I'll read that again. and welcome to another edition of Record Spin. Now, we were going to play you some music, but as our gramophone is broken down, we'll give you some cricket from Lords until the gramophone is ready to play again. <laughs> the uh, latest score we've got from Lords is that England are 145 for one. And I'm the one. <laughs> Good afternoon. As you join us, bad light threatens to stop play. The England captain is appealing, at least I think so, but you may prefer... <laughs> Something a little more butch. The latest news is that the Indian captain was carried off after being hit, as you may have heard, on the knee. For those of you who weren't listening on the knee, the Indian captain was carried off after being hit. 
Yes, thank you, Roger Jodrell. <laughs> Latest news from the British Golf Championship is that at the 15th, John Morton had a hole in one and a rather nasty split in the other. <laughs> well, as the uh, gramophone doesn't seem to be ready yet, uh, let's go over now to the chess championships in Halifax. Uh, good afternoon, listeners. Yes, good afternoon, listeners. Well, it's a really wonderful day here in Halifax. Uh, the sun is beating down, uh, which makes it hell sitting in this stuffy hall watching this boring chess. This boring chess. No, but on our left sits uh, Slim Hardcastle, the world chess champion. Yes, the world chess champion. And on our right sits the challenger, of, uh, Vladimir Vostok, and his Czechoslovakian partner. His checkmate. <laughs> Look, must you repeat everything I say? I can't think of anything else. Well, shut up, then. Shut up, then. Now, the uh, challenger seems to be making a move. It's uh, Black Knight to Queen Four. How did you do that, honey? <laughs> and with that, with that, we return you to the studio. Thank you, Slim Oyster Hiatus. Before we go over to Wimbledon, here is a football result Real Madrid 2, Don 1. Oh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that should have read Real Madrid 2, Fake Madrid 1. And now, Wimbledon. Party, love. Thank you, darling. <laughs> well, here in the studio, the gramophone is now repaired, but before we have some music, here are some racing results. The 12.45 at Sandown Park. First, Drake's Mistress, 5 to 1. Second, Princess Girl, a few minutes later. <laughs> the uh, 1.15... The 115 was a popular win for the Queen, and as expected, Prince Philip came second. <laughs> and uh, now at last, we can play you a gramophone record. It has been said that with his voice, Bill Oddie could sing the telephone directory. Hey! Director B, from A to D, you have a name, look up the number. Directory Emergency On the first page you'll find it Somewhere and for fire Peace and ambulance you dial Non-STD Turn to page three Residence lines are top and safe tourist events In German and French Just call two four six eight oh four three and four five Please turn up your lungs you dial Nine 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 If you wish to have the charge for a call transfer for the distant number This can usually be arranged if the call Person you should tell the operator that you want this done before you get particular to call and similar services are available overseas with an extra charge of threepence. Ha, 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 for recipe of the day call of Beethoven. One difficulties and inquiries. Telephone broken, call one five. One and for five, please turn up your lunch, you call. Nine, nine, nine. Hello, 
and grey. You are wrinkled and grey. <laughs> but I don't mind. You remind me of Jumbo. Who's Jumbo? Oh, just an elephant I used to go out with. An elephant? Yes, well, I like him with a bit of meat on him. <laughs> was she... Was she pretty? Well, more sort of striking. <laughs> she always seemed to stand out at parties. got that I haven't got? Big floppy ears. <laughs> I have. And two enormous great tusks. Can I help it if mine are so small? <laughs> you haven't got any. <laughs> of course I haven't, but I've got other things. Yes, but I can't hang my hat on them. <laughs> Oh, in the Glasgow Youth Orchestra. The Glasgow Youth Orchestra? But you were never in the Glasgow Youth Orchestra. No, neither was she. That's how we met. <laughs> did you ever? I mean, did you actually? I mean, did the two of you? Certainly not. It wasn't that sort of relationship. We used to play bridge. So why did it end? Well, every time that I played an ace... She used a trumpet. I suppose you think of her a lot. Never. I don't believe you. I think you're trying to recreate her with me. Nonsense. You wish I was an elephant, don't you? Rubbish. When you're kissing me, it's really her, isn't it? No. And when you look into my eyes, you see Jumbo, don't you? I don't. I know it's John, stop stuffing cream buns up my nose. <laughs> It's not a nose. It's a very small trunk. Oh, what's happened to us? You don't love me, do you? No. No, ever since you sold our conjuring set. <laughs> the magic just seems to have gone out of our marriage. Oh, John, John. What can I do to make you love me again? Buy me another conjuring set. set and everything will be all right again. All right? All right. So let's have a nice, quiet evening with the family. Yes. And no more talk of elephants. No. All right. Call the children in. 
fantastically boring introduction. Oh oh Listen carefully, or you won't know what the next number is about. Yes, it's right? Fine. Now, top of the hit parade yes. is A Whiter Shade of Pale yes. by Procol Harum, got yes? That, got that, everybody Based got on that. Bach's Air on a G-Street. Yes? Now, this has had great influence on organists all over the country. Organists all yeah? over the country. Got that? So now, here is the BBC Theatre Organ from the Tower Ballroom Blackpool, Tower Ballroom Blackpool you got that. with that instantly known <laughs> and loved signature. Yeah. Got that? Yeah, I think they understand that. Mm. and gave me a great, big, juicy dolly mixture. <laughs> That's not James Joyce. No, no, it's a special domestic family version. A sort of housewife's Joyce. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. You've got the wrong Ulysses. We? Ulysses was a great hero, not some bloke who went around knocking off hundreds of birds. That's what I call a hero. <laughs> oh, in that case, we present... The Magnificent Six and a Half in The Wanderings of Ulysses, or The Bill Odyssey, or <laughs> Up the Greek with Humphrey Barclay. 
It is the city of Troy in Asia Minor. What minor? Asia, Asia. Oh, fall down. <laughs> Mars, the god of war, and Pars, the god of peace. And they've been at each other for weeks. <laughs> Greeks and Trojans have been locked in the fray. Oh, we're locked in the fray. <laughs> But at last, news has come that the Greeks have been victorious and Troy has finally been sacked. Troy, you're fired. <laughs> In her palace, Queen Helen of Troy listens to the news. Here is the news. Turn it off, eunuch, and come and tell me what's happened. But I've got an awful headache, so keep your voice down. I only wish I could. <laughs> taken my armies and are on their way here? Yes, madam. Then I must show them a clean pair of heels. Run my bath, please. Yes, madam. And whilst I undress, make sure I'm not disturbed. You can trust me. It's not you I'm worried about. But even as she was just stepping naked into her bath, two wise men rushed in. Naked into my box. I oh, know, we're not called wise men for nothing. <laughs> what have you to tell me? God, you're angry, we had a sign. Yes, a sign. A sign. This morning your general was sitting in his tent when a sudden wind blew and the tent ripped right up the middle. What does it mean? It was a poor tent. <laughs> when Ulysses comes here, he'll be angry. For the sake of Troy, soften him with your charms. And if at first you don't succeed, remember Troy, Troy, Troy. Troy, 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 Troy. Troy. At that moment, the Greek forces approached the palace. And at the head was Ulysses himself. When he saw Helen in her bath, he ran forward and sank to his knees. Oh! Oh, oh! Helen of Troy, my army salutes you. Men, fall in! A bit crowded in here. Oh, Ulysses, you handsome brute, come here. Don't shrink away like that. It always happens when I get a bit wet. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's Helen here. Yes, it is, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it oh, is. oh, great Greek, doesn't my youth appeal to you? I don't know, where is he? Sire. Your attention, sire. If we may take the liberty, go on, try me. I think, <laughs> I think, sir, Helen is trying to ask you if you want her. I fancy that. Well, do you? Hmm? Oh, no. I've got a faithful wife waiting for me at home in Ithaca. I must travel back to her. I must leave. It will be four years before I see her again. But Ithaca's only 40 miles away. Why would you take four years? Have you met my wife? Very <laughs> well. You must go on your journey, but you leave a lonely queen. Oh, I'll be all right. Don't you worry. Oh, no. I mean, Helen. But Ulysses, you shall not go alone. The gods have sent you a companion. Call Achilles, the great runner. Oh, speak, oh. Achilles. Oh, I wish you told me I was in the... 
This is Achilles, the great runner. He gets his satisfaction from breaking records. Especially the bachelors in Inglebert Humperdinck. taste. But what's that snake he's carrying? Oh, that's not a snake. It's a kiddie's eel. Yes, they have got taste. Ah. Ulysses, together we shall have great adventures. But first, let me give you this gift from the gods. A bright red cloak. Yes, put this cloak on wherever you're in danger, and I shall see you. An alarm cloak. Exactly. Right then, Achilles. Achilles, are you ready? Yes, Ulysses. Fetch my horse, and don't forget his fodder, or his mother. Farewell. Farewell. Together, just the two of us on a long journey. Who knows what might happen? Two warriors bent on glorious deeds. And so they set sail, just the two of them alone. Achilles and his sword, and Ulysses and his staff. Of 200 soldiers, 14 typists, and a cook. The next morning, they pitched camp and Achilles mounted the guard. Yippee! Giddy up, guard! <laughs> a man was posted in a good position, neatly folded in a brown paper basket. <laughs> and uh, after a meal, Ulysses wandered off to visit the lookout. Soon he reached his sentry. It's, it's very quiet. What's that thing moving in that tree? A trunk. No, an arm and another. What is it? I don't know, but this spells disaster. What does? D-I-S. I am Cyclops. <laughs> Ulysses shook as the colour drained from his cheeks. Quick, guard, call Achilles, the great runner. Achilles! Ah, he's coming. He's a bit slow. Where's the great runner been? <laughs> Ulysses, drink this. A special brew prepared by the gods. <laughs> so, fortified by the liquor, they joined battle. But soon they were in a tight corner. We belong to Athens. Achilles drew his sword and brandished it twice. Ah, oh, the double brandish. <laughs> Cyclops gathered round him ranks and ranks of his hideous offspring. Ulysses hammered at the ranks till some enormous breaches appeared. Those are mine. <laughs> For days and nights, the two warriors fought. They hardly reached above the monster's ankles. Defeat stared them in the face. So did Ditoes. They battled but in vain, till Achilles suddenly realized why they were losing. We're no good. We must outwit him. I've got an idea. Have you ever seen a cyclops wink? No, I've never seen a cyclops wink. That sounds like a song. Exactly. Well, all right then. Have you ever seen a cyclops wink? Do you ever think he has to blink? I don't know. I've seen a three-headed cat. Well, how about that? But I've never seen a cyclops wink. Oh, no. I've never seen a cyclops wink. That's it. You go and sing that to them. And at the same time, do a strip. Fascinate them. Make him want you. I'll do the rest. Okay. When the Cyclops saw Ulysses... When the Cyclops saw Ulysses, he could hardly believe his eye. Ulysses winked and the Cyclops winked back. And as he did so, Achilles launched his spear. Got him! And so they put to sea once more. But on the fourth day, they heard the wind whistling in the rigging. 
the skies went black. As if the gods were angry, the seas rose like watery mountains, and the lightning flashed like fiery torches in an ebony sky. The rains fell like celestial tears, the thunder roared like the bellowing of mighty bulls, and the heavens were rent with snow and hail. What is the cause of this? Well, there's a deep depression just to the south of the creek moving northeast. Achilles and Ulysses strained their eyes till they caught sight of a great wave. <laughs> Look, over there, an island! Well done. We can't be far off. I think we should arrive just about... <laughs> Next morning, Dawn's rosy fingers caressed the morning sky. Oh, get off. <laughs> Achilles was still asleep. Ulysses ran over to him and laid a hand on his shoulder. <laughs> oh, that hand. Not on my shoulder. What else? <laughs> How did we get here? Remember last night, somebody waved to us. The island must be inhabited. Come then, let you and I ride down the beach. Oh, oh, stop. Go back and get your horse. Spoils, spoils. So they rode off along the shore and into the forest. Soon they were tired and thirsty. Ah, oh, look, there's a spring. <coughs> oh. <coughs> good, good heavens. Good heavens. Twelve naked lovelies have leapt out in our path. The Lord. sudden movement made his horse shy. Oh, I'm shy. You twelve naked lovelies. Beware, strangers. We are the sirens. Oh. We only have to sing, and you'll be drawn irresistibly into our arms. Cut the singing, so let's get on with it. No! No! I think we should call the men. Oh, all right. Men, come and help us. We are being ensnared by twelve naked lovelies. <laughs> but no sooner had the men arrived than the sirens grabbed them and bound them hand and foot and carried them off to a dark and sinister cavern. There they were met by a vision of loveliness. A lady whose beauty was dazzling beyond belief. Oh, you exaggerate. <laughs> yes, I too. Gentlemen, I am Cersei the Enchantress. Oh, oh, oh. What are you doing? Quiet, I'm enchanting. That's a matter of opinion. I see the sirens have captured all your handsome young men. Now they are all mine. What will you do with them? Don't worry, I'll think of something. <laughs> no, these men are all burning with lust for the sirens. Lust, animal, passion, lechery. Oh, it's lovely. <laughs> I mean, it's all wrong, and I'm not having it. Matter wrong. Men. Men. Men, men shouldn't get so worked up about young girls. I shall turn them to something more appropriate, like me. <laughs> no, Cersei. Very well, you shall all be monkeys. Monkeys? Yes, you Cersei monkeys. Or <laughs> oh, better still, pigs. Now, is there any way I can save my men? There's one way. Then you must tell me. Fear not, men. I, Ulysses, will rescue you. Whatever she asks, I shall not fail to do it. I had rather die. Marry me. I'd rather die. Well done, Ulysses. What? You chose the love of your men rather than of a woman. You are a true Greek. Come, Ulysses, the gods call. 
footballers. We shall go to Mount Olympus. Oh, Achilles and Ulysses marched off. Soon they found themselves on a great plane. Fasten your seatbelts, please. Our centaur played softly on a delicate harp-like instrument. Lawyer. Yes, he did. Welcome, I'm Centaur, sent to welcome you. Please take some of this special heavenly low-calorie chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) The centaur with the less fattening chocolate. Now, that joke was first recorded seven weeks ago, but it was cut. So let's give it a big hand for coming back like that. Ulysses, the gods welcome you. What will you have to eat? There's divine honey from enchanted bees. Or we could split open a roast ox for you. What a difficult choice. What shall I do? Take the honey! Open the ox! Have both, and now take them off and get on with it. <laughs> Ulysses, the gods have smiled on you. From now on, you can be immoral. Don't you mean immortal? You read your script and I'll read mine. And so we come to the end of the Odyssey, with Ulysses turned into a sort of god, you see. He's finished his wanderings to and fro, and we have finished the Wander Show. Taxi! My name is David Hatch, and I'm here to read the credits. But before I do, I'd like to do a few impressions of the cast, if I'm sorry I'll read it again. <laughs> I've never had the pleasure. By Joe, I'm a handsome brute. <laughs> oh, John, try to love me. How do you do there, honey? <laughs> Which only goes to show that Timbrook Taylor... <laughs> Which only goes to show that Timbrook Taylor, John Cleese, Joe Kennel, and Bill Oddie needn't have appeared in I'm Sorry to Read It Again. I could have done the whole thing. I could have written the scripts, which were, in fact, by Timbrook Taylor, Lizzie Evans, Derek Farmer, and Bill Oddie, to say nothing of the songs by Bill Oddie and the music by Leon Cohen, who also did the arrangements. One thing I couldn't do is produce the show as Humphrey Barkley does. I'd be so ashamed. <laughs> And so as our show draws to its inevitable but welcome close, let's hear once more the voice of the nation's heartthrob. Rudolph Valentino, please. Oh, nice, the wonder show. Another edition of I'm Sorry I'll Read That Again at the same time next week. And there's a profile of John Cleese tonight on BBC One Television at 11 o'clock.